Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We didn't mention this earlier. When she took the pregnancy test, she very carefully wrapped it in a plastic bag and then stuffed that plastic bag down into the trash can in the bathroom. Right. right. And now she comes home and her husband has found it. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird moment. Just like, hey, honey. So I was just, you know, like normal sifting through our garbage bags for urine smells. And I found this... <laughs> Um, this stick inside of a bag. It smelled like your urine, uh, if I'm being honest. God awful movie. Movie. Movies. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because it's the only legal thing I'm qualified to do for a living. I'm your host, No Illusions, <laughs> and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who's a liar? <laughs> Who sets Who's up the most painful movie we've ever done while he's moving, and he knew it, and he pretended he was going to do it with us, and now yes. he's not doing it with yes. us? Yes! Eli Bosnick Eli is a liar. fucking Bosnick. Eli, you know what? I'm dedicating an interstitial and an ad to you this week, and you're not <laughs> here to defend yourself, God damn it! Yes, Eli was not able to join us today, so tell us, Heath, he's a liar. That, that he is. What will we be breaking down today? We watched Where is Good? With a question mark at the end? Uh, it's a Pretty apropos title, I got to be honest. It's a giant episode of SVU, except instead of like, you know, some compelling police drama, it's nothing. It's yep. just two hours of horribly depressing content. Like, it might as well be two hours of Mariska Hargitay just weeping in the corner of a room, oh, except without the talent of Mariska Hargitay. I, I yeah, did not right. care for this movie. Right. I had very many moments I had to just step away. Oh, oh, it was fucking, it was Brett Kavanaugh-esque. Um, so Ugh. I guess Eli's not here to fulfill <laughs> this one, and you've already kind of answered, but I'll ask you anyway. How bad was this movie? Well, if you hate women, you will love this movie. <laughs> Sorry, wait, no, I did the formula wrong. I did the formula one more time, one more time. Mm -hmm. Well, if you hate black people... You will love this movie. No, sorry. I, I keep doing it wrong. No, you get it. You'll, you, you'll I got get this. It this I got this. I got Third this. time's the charm. Okay. Well, if you're on the fence about rapist DNA, but you're still curious who's doing all the raping, then you will love this movie. Oh, guys. Okay. So here's the thing is that we've got two hours and seven minutes of movie to cover and it's all rape, right? So we have to put jokes in here somewhere and here and there <sighs> we can say, hey, that guy looks funny, but like it's it, the whole God, it's all, it's a, it's a fucking rape movie. And, it's terrible. And, and according to their promotional stuff, like everything on IMDb, this movie is based on Romans 828, which reads, and I quote, 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I'm guessing that they use that because if they had said it was based on a woman's moral obligation to carry rape babies to term, they wouldn't be allowed on Amazon Prime. <sighs> Rifra makes this not a hate crime, just barely. I think. <laughs> all right. So is there anything you want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say best worst scenes yeah. uh, adding up to the worst movie. Each uh, moment is the worst. And then if you combine those, it's also the worst. It's like a worst monster. I did not care for this movie. I will repeat that. No. And OK, so I'm going to go with best worst poetry. All right. It, the, <laughs> towards the, end, the very end of this movie, there's a poem and I was I'm going to say it. I was equally offended by the you better birth that rape baby message and the poem. Those were both equally <laughs> offensive to me. And when you when you if you fucking watch the movie and you hear the poem, you're good because at first you're going to be like, oh, come on. No, rape is much worse than that poem. Not really, though. Yeah. And just for the record, the poem works. The poem is effective on one of yep. the characters. We'll get there. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to add one more, by the way. OK. Um, one more. Best worst. Best worst. The bad guy gets away with it. Right. Is that, we'll get there too, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens because the movie forgets who did it. Like, we'll explain, but just be aware that we will watch the bad guy do the bad thing. And then later, the movie is going to be like, nope, you're crazy, Ethan, right? You are. Shh, it's not. I, that's not what happened. Like, you could mean three different people there, including God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Even mentioning the name of this fucking movie is going to get my blood pressure up. So we're going to take a quick break for some beta blockers. But when we come back, we'll dive into all the misogynistic bullshit that is. Where is good? That could have been best worst title to what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Hi, I'm no illusions host of the podcast that you're currently listening to. Now, I know there's been a lot of speculation about why Eli isn't here today, and we're here to tell you that despite what you might have heard, it's not because he had to have something surgically removed from his rectum. And it's not because he's busy filling in his new neighbors on his criminal history as required by law. It's also not because of a tragic Sibian accident. And it's definitely not because he's being detained by the FBI in connection with his stated goal of, quote, genetically engineering a sexier alligator, end quote. And regardless of what you may have read in court documents, it has nothing whatsoever to do with his penis or the Endangered Species Act of 1973. And just for the record, the Arabian Oryx was removed from the endangered species list in 2011. Anyway, so also about that. Eli's absence has nothing to do with illegal use of Crisco or legally ambiguous use of Crisco. Now, we're not going to tell you exactly why he's not here, but I can assure you that it has nothing to do with Andrew suggesting we maintain plausible deniability. And now, back to the show. He's a liar. <laughs> you know, these days, you can get just about everything on demand. Like your favorite TV shows. Or your favorite Japanese porn. Or weather reports. Or Norwegian porn. Or podcasts. Or Brazilian porn. But did you know that you can even get postage on demand? Or Lithuanian porn. But we're on to the next copy point, Heath. You're, you're on to the next copy point? That's right. All you need these days is stamps.com. No, no, I, I still need the Lithuanian porn. I'm, no, I, I I'm mean in, on in terms of postage. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. See, with stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. With stamps.com, you can buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or package. And it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you're done. Kind of like the Lithuanian porn. That's right, Heath. We use Stamps.com to send important letters and packages and merch for our show. It's simple, it's convenient, and it saves us a ton of time. And right now, Stamps.com has a special offer for our listeners. You can get a four-week trial that includes postage and a digital scale just by using our promo code AWFUL. So don't wait. Just go to Stamps.com, and before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in AWFUL. That's Stamps.com. Enter AWFUL. Stamps.com. The Lithuanian porn of postal services. I, I don't think that's the tagline. Sure is now. You guys keep that one. And we're back for the breakdown, and as if to say, yep, this is going to be intentionally annoying, we open on an ominously dripping faucet. <laughs> right? Like the movie's opening is drip, 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 drip. It's like it's, it wants you to turn it off. Yeah, they're trying way too hard to be like artistic here. Just like mm -hmm. stop it. Stay in your lane. We know going in. <laughs> this is on, I'm watching pure flicks. Just <laughs> calm the fuck down. Yeah. Okay. So we there's a woman in the tub and we don't realize right away that she just got raped, right? So all my notes here are like Jesus Christ, lady, lay down a fucking towel before you get out of that tub, you savage. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my also, God, you have that in your nose, too. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's going to be all wet. It's slippy, and then it's going to get slimy. Stupid. Just stupid move. <laughs> but also, it's hard to tell what's happening because we see her face immediately, and I'm just like, okay, Alice Cooper's in a bathtub. What's happening yep. here? <laughs> just full, like, th that's what they think. I apparently... It looks like after you're sexually assaulted, you would your face would look like Alice Cooper makeup wise. I'm not sure why they think that, but that's what they've done. Yeah, but they they clearly think that because that's true of all the victims in this movie. And they do yeah. it again. Yeah, it's ugh, ugh. Yeah. Okay. So she calls nine one one and she goes, "I've been raped," but like in the manner of, uh, yeah, I ordered a pizza like forty five minutes ago, and they said it would be half an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like apologetic on the phone. It's like, "Hello, nine one one. I got raped." Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's technically a non-emergency. Like he's gone now. I should, maybe I should call like the regular number. Like it's weird. The tone is the tone is very upsetting. Yeah. Well, all the actors in this movie like just showed up fresh from not being good enough for a local car dealership ad or something. So it, it I know they're not trying to make fun of rape, but it seems like it based on the acting choices. Right. Yeah, that's accurate. So. So then we cut to a, a different lady and she's praying to God to get her pregnant. Right. <laughs> right. And we already know what's going to happen. Right. So like, oh, my God, God is going to get her raped to get her pregnant. Like, This is some monkey's paw shit. Right. Ugh, like you need terrible. a fucking prayer lawyer to do the fine print. Anyways. So she's like, yeah, God, give us a baby. And I promise I'll dedicate him to you. Right. Like what? What? What prayer? What what dedications was she doing yeah. before? Like, oh, we, we did Darwin. I know you're kind of pissed about it. I swear <laughs> to God, all you this time. No doing the done. No doing Allah. That was fucked up. That was to my husband. Just a joke. He thought it was good. wink. You know. Oh, you didn't, yeah, Jesus. Too soon. And, Sorry. I should point Sorry. out to this woman, this main character woman. She looks kind of like a young Charlize Theron without the talent or the hotness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like Catherine Heigl's personality. Is, is kind of what I'm getting from her. So we cut from her 
to some evangelical talk show. This is where we're going to meet Jonas the douche patch beard. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so rednecky, he can't even grow a goatee. He just grows the patch at the bottom and that's it. It's it's rough. <sighs> it, like, there's nothing about this character that isn't hateable. Yeah, so he's a preacher and he's on this evangelical talk show to tell people that he's going to be leading a pro-life rally at an abortion clinic. In case the beard wasn't enough, you, you have to know. This is a terrible human. Yeah. And he says, we're not going to stand by and watch society kill babies, mm -hmm. which is a weird, like, don't watch. Why? Are you, <laughs> that's weird that you watch that. They're kicking. Are you and going screaming like to a, like a, like a stadium seating area near <laughs> what the fuck is happening in your life? Don't go to that. Also, I, oh my God, I had such a creamy moment right here because the screenplay is by David Manning. It's not that. Oh, it's it's not, not, oh my God, I got so excited for a second. Right, <gasps> no, I had to look it up, which, which is hard to do because on IMDb, the writer's not listed because he wants nothing to do with this apparently. <laughs> Even when you go to a full cast and crew, he isn't there, but no, it's a, it's a different David Manning. Anyway, so they're going to have a rally to let people know that they're not just going to stand aside and let women have bodily autonomy and everything. Um, and, and he even says, look, I disagree with abortion in every circumstance. This is a movie about rape. Every single one. Name a tough <gasps> one. And we've got a movie premise. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> rape. Go movie. Go movie. Uh, oh, God. And then we get the inspired by true events uh, tag. And then we cut to Earth's most tiny, lackluster anti-abortion rally. <laughs> <laughs> They're so, so uncoordinated and like tired and sad. And, yeah. and they, they really committed to this tiny little circle that they have. Yes, and they're marching yes. in a circle, which cannot last long. Like I wanted to see 20 minutes later, they're all just like stumbly and dizzy and out of breath. Like... <laughs> They might as well put their picket signs up to their forehead and then bend over and run around it like a wiffle ball bat before they do their little thing. <laughs> it's it's basically what's about to happen. Yeah, so so Hannah, that's the wife character, the main character. She shows up. She sees her husband there. Um, he's the evil soul patch person. And just then, a woman goes into the abortion clinic. So she like like quickly like she she fucking quick draw harasses her. <laughs> right. Yeah. And. Uh, Ah, I would have preferred her not to be uh, an African American woman. Yeah, um, that would. She's an African American woman. Like, <laughs> it's horrible, regardless of who this person is. But I mean, did it, did it feel to you? It made it worse that she was black, right? Like, it felt also racist somehow. Well, right, it, because the movie, like, in a lot of ways, and, and this becomes clearer as we go. The movie is saying at this point, like, sure, you're not sympathetic with her because she's black, right? So yep. anyway, and then. Abortion lady, Hannah, the hero of the movie, she says, you have no right to murder your baby. And the lady's like, no, I, I very definitely like the Supreme Court has decided I have this right. And she's like, you're a murderer. That's the hero of the movie. Yep. Yep. Um, there was, okay, again, like we got to really pull to find moments that aren't horrible. So there was one moment that was amusing to me in this scene. Uh, Hannah is her name, right? The, uh, the mm -hmm. woman, she walks up. She sees her husband in his sad little abortion protest circle and she's like, oh, hey, 
hey, honey. He kind of jumps out of the circle. He's like, just chanting about murder on this public street. And then like, <laughs> he only steps like half a step out of the circle and he gets bumped into because he's in this tiny little tight, fast circle. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> we bumped into each other again. This keeps happening. Do you see me bump heads, honey, because of the marching yes, thing? Nice try on harassing the black lady, though. You were close. Yes. <laughs> and then, okay, this is so fucking weird. The, the, the music in this movie never matches up to the situation because we cut from there to these cops getting out of their car. Now, we will find out later that these cops aren't bad guy cops that are also comic relief. But the music is going to like the music is going wacky. Yeah. Right. It- uh, it felt kind of like Ocean's Eleven, and I was like, okay, that's yeah. not, that's not the proper mood for this movie or anything similar to what's happening in the scene. Yeah, and and also, so they st- these are the SVU detectives who are stepping out of this car, mm-hmm. and they're being treated like bad guys in this movie. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, they kind of yeah, the director it, seems but, to have no idea. Yeah. So okay, so they go into the hospital. They're they're dealing with a a serial rapist, right? So we have to establish that there's a serial rapist going around raping women and there's just no evidence at all every time uh, they find one of his victims. Right. Right. So they go in to question the the victim. Right. And the the victims, I guess, still passed out at this point. Right. So they mm. so they see the doctor first and uh, the detective is like, oh, how, how is she, doc? And the, the the doctor's evil now, too, in the movie. So he's like, oh, not great. I, I gave her a plan B while she was sleeping and kicked her in the belly. She should be fine, though. Like, <laughs> like this is what happens in hospitals. The fuck? Yeah, she's unconscious, but please, by all means, go in no, anyway. I murdered the shit out of that fetus, so we're fine. We're totally fine like, if you're worried about the important part. All right, so then the, um, the, the, before they leave the hospital, though, the lady cop has to stop by to talk to her doctor because apparently she's looking for a kidney transplant and just that her doctor happens to be at that hospital, right? Right. And so the doctor's like, oh, uh, some bad news. Uh, it's not a match. That last one was not a match. Mm-hmm. So apparently this woman's just been like asking random dudes to, to, to donate a kidney. And this was not a match. We, we learned that she's adopted and doesn't know her biological family. So apparently her strategy is just like, hey, you got a kidney? Cool. No, all right. Just, just, you have two, right? No, ah, stupid. I, I'll take the drink, though. No, now you're okay. It was weird. It was weird. Sorry. Yeah, we're in a bar. Right, right. So yeah, the the doctor tells her, um, no, you, you, we can't use that kidney. You'll have to find another one. Apparently, she has minor renal failure, by the way, because like she needs a kidney, but she is in no way debilitated. Well. She's not quite as good a shot as she usually is. But other than that, she's having no uh, negative effects from the fucking dialysis that she must be on. Apparently, yeah, that was weird with the with the shooting thing. We, we they're, they're going to focus on whether she can shoot accurately a couple different times in this movie. Like they, it's like Chekhov's gun, and they fuck it up completely because they don't use it at all. It's dumb. No, right? Yeah, no, she never has to shoot anyone. Literally, or they fuck up Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so. Meanwhile, back at the abortion clinic protest, um, the, the, they're done, like a hard day of harassing women or whatever. They're finished up. And right before the wife leaves, the husband gives he has tickets to the big thing. And she's so happy. He's going to go to the theater, even though he hates the theater. Yeah, it's the big concert that just like rotates around from Christian movie to Christian movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
So then we go back to Lady Cop and she's with her partner and they're staring at an overhead projection of all the rape victims in hopes that like they can line them all up and find a like their puzzle pieces or something. <laughs> yeah. And why are they using a giant projector for this? It's there's no reason. It's just like a list of six names that they could be looking at on paper. Like I, I, or just the fucking picture that they're projecting. It's just the two of right. them. <laughs> right. Exactly. I wanted a boss to walk in and be like, "What? What are you doing? Don't don't use that. We're <laughs> we're gonna no. We're gonna come in here and use the. We're playing a big Smash Brothers tournament. Get out of here." <laughs> and then they have this bizarre walk and talk moment that makes no sense. Oh yeah, right. This, this is insane. So uh, first note on that. Uh, Detective Carla, that's the lead detective here. She's one of the main characters. Um, her southern accent is fucking with the movie, in my opinion. Like, oh, Jesus. Like it's, it's, there's nothing funny uh, about rape, but when you say it with a dumbass southern accent, like, right? It kind of a little bit, it's it's stupid. It, it's, it took me out of, the, I'm supposed to be somber. I'm supposed to be mad. And then, like, I wasn't mad for a second. So I was mad that I wasn't mad for a second. So I didn't like that. But yeah, the conversation is impossible. Like they're they're traveling at light speed. They're just like yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like they start talking and they're in the station and then they go get coffee during one sentence and then they're back at the station another sentence later. It makes no sense. Yeah, and also by the way, this whole conversation seems to be very detailed advice on how to get away with rape, doesn't it? Like, did we need that much detail on how you can rape women and not get caught? Be great to leave that out. Be great to leave yeah, that out. I feel like it Jesus. would. All right. So meanwhile, Soul Patch and his wife are debriefing the abortion protest. You know, they're they're laying in bed going, I just can't believe anyone would ever think of killing and murdering their baby to death. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the husband even goes like, well, you know, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we, you and me, we'd just be getting abortions constantly. Even me, I don't even get pregnant. I'd go in and get them because just because I'd be such a heathen. <laughs> right. Yep. And then, you know, they're appealing to God for, for their own kid. And she's like, oh, mm -hmm. why can't we have a baby? And he's like, oh, well, God hates you right now and because you're barren. And that's, you know, obviously God hates you. We need thoughts and prayers so you'll stop being hated by God and stop being barren. And she's like, yeah, feels like it's it's your dick that doesn't work. That's the problem. Thoughts <laughs> and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. And it will turn out to be his dick. It's yeah, his exactly. Dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, he's going to go on a trip without her. Right. He's like, oh, I got the big trip to go on later. Try not to get raped while I'm gone. And she's like. All right, but let's try to have a baby right now. And the way they've established these characters so much, I expected it to cut to him cutting a hole in the sheet or something. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 a creepy, creepy couple. Um, this is also where we find out about Jennifer, right? The oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh -huh. The, the uh, she's like, oh, while you're gone, I'll hang out with my best friend Jennifer. We'll <laughs> go out, and he's like, oh god, she's the worst. I don't know why. Are you friends with Jennifer? Okay. Outside of the movie, why does every woman have a Jennifer in their life? Why, it, the worst. Everybody has this. Stop being friends with Jennifer. Everybody stop. Right. I have friends who like <laughs> smell bad and cry all the time. Like don't have to hang out with them. All. I, I'm actually that guy. I'm sure for some of them. <laughs> I don't need to hang out with them anymore. They don't hang out with me. It's fine. 
Nobody should have to eat no. brunch with Jennifer. It's, it's, I'm just a public service announcement. Stop being friends with her. Hell yeah. And also we have to establish that Jennifer had a boyfriend named Chris who was in and out of jail all the time. And they keep getting back together and then he'll go back to jail and they keep getting back together. That's going to be really important to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, she gets a, an invite to a party from Brie and Brie is delicious. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Sassy black friend Brie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So then we have to cut to a lady cop at the shooting range so we can establish that she can't shoot good right now. And I just I only <laughs> bring this fucking scene up because she is in the most impossible tit tank top like she might as well just open the door with her boobs right <laughs> yeah uh, i like i like uh detective carla um oh yeah physically yeah 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 well i like jen physically but yeah no yeah, <laughs> i don't I like guess. any of these characters Hannah, okay. beyond I mean, physically. I, I'd, I'd have sex with Catherine heigl's personality that's true yeah um right. <laughs> but at the shooting range she shoots from 10 feet away. Like she has one of those paper targets and zips it out. It's supposed to mm -hmm. go to like the end of the, it goes like literally 10. I didn't even know they had a setting. Why would she need a setting for 10 feet away? <laughs> for like, this is the setting for like black person in the car that you're at the window of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Right. If you walk into his apartment, he'll be about here. All right. So, so we cut back to Hannah and Jen, they're having lunch and Jen is like, well, since your husband's out of town, I figured we would pop some roofies and go to the club. And she's like, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get raped. And she's like, no, the whole movie depends on you getting raped. Honey. Yes. It's happen. Like, oh, I'm going to get you into some shenanigans, honey. And, and Hannah's like, no. And she's like, yes, no. Yes. We already know this is about sexual assault. Stop. Don't. <laughs> right. No does mean it, it's so important that it means no right now. God. Oh. <sighs> And by the way, too, the, the actress who plays Jen, I just have to point out her only other IMDb credit is as wardrobe assistant. So uh, <laughs> that sounds about can, right. yeah, you can imagine what kind of talent we're dealing with here. Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, we're going to go to a birthday party today. Um, be sure you dress sexy. Yep. And uh, this is and, when Chris shows up, too, right? Yeah. And apparently there was a certain level of douchey beard that was required by the casting director or something. Cause his isn't <laughs> as douchey as the other guys, but he's also got that bullshit. I'm going to grow a beard, even though I can't thing oh, going on. Absolutely. He looks like uh recessive nineties music was a person. And came to life. <laughs> like really shitty nineties music with bad DNA. Came, like nineties music rolled a three for DNA on its D 20 turned into a human and got into a shitty B Christian movie. Yeah. Oh God. I wish I could have watched this movie on one and a half speed or something. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Chris is like, Hey, I'm here to stalk you. And she's like, all right, let's go outside and talk in private. And he's like, uh, I, I, I've changed. I found God or something. And then he, he's going to cry or at least that's what the director told him to do. Oh, his cry acting is brutally bad like he might as well be yelling crying now I, <laughs> I i cry at you i cry i cry i cry there should be somebody crying. like off stage with a, like a super soaker just firing <laughs> into his face or something it's so goddamn bad yeah god but yeah he found god in jail is the point of this scene yeah. him explaining that it's it's funny how nobody finds god during their PhD program in science or anything like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Never done something positive for society, is it? No. Hey, Jesus, how come you're always hanging out in those jails? No reason. No reason. 
Um, so she's like, I'm glad that you're Christian now, but go the fuck away. So she goes back in the restaurant. He goes to leave. And then we cut immediately to what had to be written in the script as scary black people. Right. Uh, There is no other way to describe it. It's just aggressively, uh, probably in the script, ethnic music. If I had to guess (laughs) aggressively (laughs) ethnic music, is that offense? Yes, that's very offensive. I feel like it's I I, did. I not tone it that you did tone it down. It's still horribly offensive. Just so you, know. you left out the N word on the yeah, third draft, so which is nice. Good job but- on that. Like it, it might as well be audio of black gunshots. Somehow they're black. <laughs> Just like black, black, black person, black, black person is doing this. Black gunshots. You can tell. You can tell that it's sideways, can't you? Blue lives um, don't and- matter. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so rough. I also love that, like, it's these these are, like, friends of his from jail or whatever. They're like, hey, Chris, what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm trying to get back with my girl. And he's like, oh, that girlfriend of yours that looks just like Katy Perry? No, the fuck she does. That, like, if, I feel like that's something the actress kept saying. She kept saying, I look just like Katy Perry, don't I? And the director's like, fine, fucking whatever. Sure do. Fine, we'll put it in the goddamn script. You look like goddamn Katy Perry. Sure anyway, but, but Chris doesn't want to catch a ride with these criminals because, you know, he's straightened out and turned Christian. Okay. Right? And just one other detail on these uh, aggressively ethnic people. Did they not have multiple grill pieces each on each of their sets of teeth? They were like, <laughs> no, nah, it was crazy. Like one, one guy one has of them like, might as well had spinners on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One has like one over his mouth, like a Hannibal Lecter muzzle, little spinning <laughs> miniature <laughs> rims on each tooth. To It's crazy. All right. So then we get this goddamn phone conversation between Jonah, the, the douche patch husband and Hannah, <laughs> Catherine Heigl's personality. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I sure am exhausted from a long day of bombing abortion. I mean, being at this here thing, this convention. <sighs> um, and she says, I'm going to go to a party with Jennifer, but I promise not to get raped. It's so rough. And then it's like, I love you. No, I love you more. No, I love you. More. Just <sighs> to anger me. Like, I hate phone calls in movies more than the real ones, maybe. And they're just <laughs> like 19 minutes of hang up. You know, you hang up. Like, I thought they were going to start talking about the Fed to spite me, and I was going to quit the job. <laughs> and by the way, this is the third time in the movie now that they've made us go through this I love you, I love you more, no, I love you more thing, right? God. Because that's what this idiot fucking writer thinks is a good relationship. Anyway, so now we cut over to Jen and Hannah getting ready for the party, and Jen has gotten them a hotel room just in case they wanted to do some lesbian stuff later, I guess. Mm, yeah, I was, I was into that for for a second. Turns out yeah. opposite happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jen's like, oh, I got, got got us a room, you know, here we go. It's right here. And Hannah's like, you got us a room? They've been walking through a hotel this whole time. So yeah, right. What did you, you wouldn't be, what did you you wouldn't be confused happening? or you'd be just wildly stupid. You had no idea what was just happening in your life <laughs> moments ago where you were walking. And, uh, and yeah. I did. So I enjoyed Jen's outfit here, which apparently she was in charge of. You said she was the wardrobe. The wardrobe well, person? in some other movie. I, yeah, oh, I don't different. know if that okay. was. If, Okay, yeah, so, yeah, so that was her previous <laughs> film experience. Got it. So she didn't choose the prostitute themed aerobics instructor outfit for herself. <laughs> that she's Apparently wearing, she's wearing not, like a, no. a torn up umbrella and a cargo net to this birthday party. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they head to the party, and uh, and and by the way, Hannah looks insanely uncomfortable to be around several black people. And and it's not the character. Like, the actress is very clearly terrified of melanin, right? Oh, 
absolutely. There's, there's, it's, it's a party of more than one black person, and she was ready for one. Like she didn't she, in her <laughs> life, she's done the one. There's like, the, right. there's, this is my black friend. Like that's it. And okay, yeah, got it. She was there. There were like seven, and she's panicking. She's on a movie yeah, set. Exactly. To be clear, yeah. So they go to the party. They sit down on a couch, and then two guys come up, and they're like, "Hey, let's have alcohol." And she's like, "No." And then the guy's like, "Please," and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> right. And right before this happens is one of my favorite moments. They, Hannah and Jen sit down on a couch and they're supposed to have at most two seconds of unscripted, just like, oh, we're sitting down at a party talking. But they had to cut mm. the audio because they obviously <laughs> had no idea what to do. They were just like, couches, this is couch. <laughs> action, Sitting action, action. <laughs> but yes, so they, they finally start the scene with them terrified and uh, dude walks over and uh, offers them drinks. Yeah. And by the way, this is going to be very important. He basically, the, the two guys that offer him drinks, they basically just wave to the hostess of the party. The hostess of the party brings the drinks. Yeah, Bree, who, okay. who Jen works with, is the hostess. Yeah. And she brings them drinks. They order, by the way, I fucking hate this. We'll have shots and beers. Why? Name drinks. You can't name. Movies can never name a drink. Just any well, shot and any beer. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they think those are drinks. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. So Jen at that point gets a call from her stalker ex-boyfriend, right? Oh. Uh, Chris. Right. And she's like, I don't want to talk to him. Here, you talk to my stalker ex-boyfriend convict guy. And hands the phone over to Hannah. Yeah, so she has to go outside and like talk the ex-con down and the ex-con saying annoying religious stuff like, okay, well, just tell her I'll pray for her. Like, oh, God, Fuck the this. worst. <laughs> yeah, and, and but now she goes to go back into the party and she has this like very clear like roofy moment, right? Because she had just drank her drink. She She chugged a glass of champagne right before this, right? So, you know, she comes back in. Her friend's like, are you okay? And she's like, that roofie didn't agree with me. And she passes out on the couch. Now, what? look, this movie was made in 2015. If your friend doesn't get suspicious when you have half a drink and start passing the fuck out, your friend sucks. Yeah, kind of feel like it doesn't matter what year it was also. <laughs> like That's just, oh, you got poisoned just now. You were poisoned yeah. very clearly. <laughs> Let's look into that. But that apparently is not what happens. And uh, no. what does happen is, I guess, when you pass out from GHB or roofies or whatever this is, you get text flashbacks to the most recent movie <laughs> script you've read. And in this apparently, case, it's this apparently, one. Yes. Yes. We get these echoes of lines we've already heard on the black screen for like, I don't know, two and a half minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And just to recap. The drink was handed to her by Brie. The The hostess brought her this drink. Just yeah. keep the pin in that for later. Yeah, yeah, that that will matter. Okay, so now she wakes up in the in the rape tub. Um, <sighs> and she, so she she walks out, also doesn't put a fucking towel down. I And I look, now that I know that it's post-rape, I forgive her for it, but it still bothers yeah. me. Yeah, and again, with like the Hamburglar eye makeup, like just don't. Yep. What, who thought that, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, so. She goes out into the hotel room. Jen, by the way, is passed out in the other room. Like, at first I was like, was Jen also raped or did she just not She come in and she's like, oh, you're raping her. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, what? What happened there? 
Who the fuck knows? She she came in from being drunk, found her friend passed out and raccoon eyed, sleeping in the bathtub full of water. And she's like, oh, she looks cozy, oh. I guess. She's doing also, by the way, when, when, no. <laughs> and by the way, when Hannah realizes that she's been raped, here are her words. Oh, my goodness. Literally, it's, that's her fucking line. Oh, my goodness. I've been raped. Like, it must suck to be a Christian, right? Man, um, and then the tone, the tone of this movie is like, <laughs> man, oh, rump, <laughs> raping, stupid <laughs> raping, God. And also her first reaction to this or like, after the oh, my goodness, oh, my gosh thing was my husband's going to be so mad at me for being raped. Yep, that's the reaction. Correct. And, and by the way, she's right. God, I'm so, in this movie. I'm so uncomfortable at all moments. Like, that's my most common note in this movie is just like, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. I'd like to leave the movie. I'd like to quit the show. It's so, it's so depressing. Yeah. Also, also um, I really need the, the rapist not to be the scary black guy like it is right now. Cause that's, that's what they've done. <sighs> that's what they've set up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, spoiler, it won't turn out to be the scary black guy you think it is. It was a different scary yeah, black right. guy. Right. They don't even fucking fix it. Oh, <laughs> just make it oh, like oh, it's so easy. It's you, you get to write it. You're, you're white. Don't make the rapist. The rapist has to be the color of the writer of the movie. I think that's a rule. That should just be a rule. There you go. Or the leads, um, so, whatever it is, the majority. Or just, white, or just you know, always or just, it's a white rapist. Thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. So, okay. And then, and then she prays, right? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. She, yeah. She's, she finds... Jesus, please help me. Yeah. She asks Jesus to help her. Um, I guess, you know, you know, yeah, help me, Jesus. Yesterday would have been a great spot for helping, too. <laughs> Earlier in the evening, anytime would oh, have been were... great. But maybe today, if you get a minute today, I don't know, help me with, with my... Yeah, so like not PTSD get today forever. Too, cool, if you got anything for great. that. Oh, so she died. She goes to dial nine one one, but she can't bring herself to do it because she doesn't want to tell her husband about it. And again, like this could be like a really good message of like, you know, here's a good reason why like men shouldn't so vociferously opine on the morality of rape or of uh, abortion rather so that women won't be afraid to tell them they got raped. Uh -huh. But no, the movie never seems to recognize that anyway. So she goes home from the from the hotel to do some bad acting some more. Uh, she's mad at the dress, right? Like there's this big moment where she throws away her sexy dress as though the movie's like, yeah, I deserved it. I was wearing a very short dress, yeah, right? There, there's no other way to interpret that. The The only positive that comes out of this is like, yeah, I mean, I guess save all the evidence. But call the cops would be great, but save the evidence if you're taking a step in the yeah, right direction yeah. at least. And, you know, look, I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to like go too far on that because I understand that a lot of women don't report. Right. And I understand that they have their reasons and it's not up to me to decide that for yeah, them. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and God, Jesus, there's so much. There's going to be so much of that in, in this episode. Apologies. Oh, it's all Eli's fault. I know they're God about to tell us this is part of God's plan. We know that that's what's going to yep. fucking happen in this movie. That's what the Romans passage is talking about. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so she goes to bed. She lays down in bed. Jonas gets home eventually, and I had to write this in my notes. The bed that they're in is so fucking cheap that when he, like, lays down in the bed next to her and gets back up, the headboard sinks and then rises back up. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking 
fucking cheap. Like, uh, guys, at least get the IKEA, okay? Uh, I, anyway. I own a headboard for the first time in my life right now. It's pretty exciting. Oh. I actually don't even own it. It came with the apartment, so I've never. Correction: never owned a headboard, but well, there you I go. have there you go. one now. I'm doing great. <laughs> All right. So meanwhile. We, we cut back to Chris. He's harassing Jen some more. Chris, the ex-convict guy, is has showed up at Jen's house to um, to stalk her. And look, as if, you know, you best birth that rape, baby, isn't a bad enough message. There's also a huge undercurrent of, man, if you do enough stalking, though, it'll work. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's That's what's happening here. He's like, everybody deserves a second chance. You know, Thomas Edison... He tried to invent the light bulb like a thousand times before he got it right. And I wanted her to be like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's not really a second chance then. You're describing <laughs> an unrealistic amount of being nice to stalker ex-con ex-boyfriends. Are, are we not? Okay. Well, she, she even says that. She's like, he's like, everybody deserves a second chance. And she's like, I've already given you a second chance. Like I, a 15th chance. Don't be a bitch about it. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, <laughs> right. but, but he went to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> He pulls out this cheap, shitty-ass-looking cross necklace. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I feel like that necklace would have been the most offensive thing in this movie to Eli, right? <laughs> Every hug begins with Jared, yeah. <laughs> they will not kiss in this movie. They'll try again later no. where they should have definitely kissed. No, they don't. It's pretty great. Yes. But they do. They do both, in the middle of this conversation, stop talking for yes. a minute. While a car drives by the shot yes! and they kept it. They're both just like mid conversation, just like, are we, are we cutting or, oh, keep rolling. He's doing the rolling thing with his fingers. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're keeping this pause that we're going to pause right now and keep it. Okay. Got it. All right. Still, this is a slow car. This is a very, oh, it's a golf cart. It's a really loud <laughs> yeah. golf cart. Oh man. Okay. He's almost, when he's around the block, we'll start again. Okay. Hello, they're waving at him. All yeah. right, speaking of pause, take this necklace yeah. with a guy getting tortured on it that I bought you. Yeah. So, okay, so and then just then uh, Hannah pulls up, right? And so Jen's like, oh, you've got to leave. There's another scene about to happen. And then they have this really weird, okay, so they go inside. Jen and Hannah go into, into Jen's house, and they have this conversation, which is it's obviously that she got raped, right? Like her problem, she's going like, Hey, you remember when I woke up all naked and fucked up in the hotel room that you and I were at after I left after half a drink because I was feeling woozy? And um, and and Jen's like, yeah, I wonder what happened there. And she's like, it was uh, it was uh, never mind. And she's like, OK, never minding. Yeah. And she's like, oh, was it Black Ryan? It's like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we could just say Ryan, though, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. And by the way, like fucking Hannah, the character playing, the lady playing Hannah is such a bad actress that you feel like she's making fun of rape victims. She's like, rape victims are like this. They're like, bleh, bleh, bleh. that's how it feels throughout. And I know it's just that like she's not a good actress, but it's impossible not to think that as you're watching this well, movie. Yeah, maybe get a good actress one time in one of these movies. <sighs> right? I, like my, my note here is I feel uncomfortable having any notes about how this gets right. handled by a victim or anything about this whole topic. God. Yeah. So she tells Jen that she got raped and she's like, have you told your husband? She's like, no, he's going to be mad at me for being raped again. She is correct in that assessment. He is the pastor character. <laughs> yep. All right. 
So now we cut to a restaurant that I would take Eli to as revenge for making me go to that French place. And <laughs> the the SVU cops are there with another lady who we're, we're introducing. Apparently, she's a cop character as well. And they're having the why did you become a cop conversation? And by the way, the real answer to that is always, well, I was unemployed and they were hiring, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, oh, and they also talk about what a great shot she is, right? Oh, yeah. They've been, they're very specific about this. Like, remember when she was at the range? Her dying kidney must have fucked up her shooting because, according to these cops, she can hit bullseye every time. I yeah. Again, they will <laughs> not fire this literal Chekhov's gun. They It does not matter. Nope. They keep, nope. They must have cut something that, like, they got real excited about it, and then they were like, oh, this is, we made it two hour and 10 minute movie. This is rough. We have to cut stuff. I, 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 you know, if I had to make a bet, I would be like, you know what they, they said at a certain point, they're like, yeah, you know, having the cop shoot an unarmed black person in the movie was probably a little too far. <laughs> Let's just make him the rapist. So Let's stick with our positive message. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, and by the way, in case you forgot, Lady Cop is an orphan. Every goddamn scene she's in, she has to like fit in. I am an orphan who was adopted. Yeah. And by the way, at this point in the movie, I'm thinking to myself, all right, prediction, the rape baby that's obviously about to happen donates a kidney to this cop. <laughs> and then she gets her powers of shooting back and then she can kill yes. an unarmed blackbird. I don't know what's going <laughs> to Without the movie realizing that stem cell research could fix lots of kidney problems because fucking ass. Yeah. Oh. oh, Jesus. All right. So now we cut to Hannah in bed in this really weird shot that looks like she's trying to shove something larger than her vagina into her <laughs> vagina. She, it was I mean, absolutely- that's not what happened. But I would challenge you to watch this scene and not assume that that was what was happening at the beginning of the scene. Right. Oh, she, she was absolutely masturbating. I got really confused for a second. I was like, wow, back on board with this movie. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Wait a sec. I must have like popped up a different window or something. I'm not yeah, watching pure right. anymore. I'm going to call Noah and see if this happened in his movie. <laughs> no, it did. Yeah, and and then also, like, right after that, she goes and she gets the gun that they keep right beside their bed. And so, like, if you blink, you assume she pulled that gun out of her vagina. Like, she'd been hiding it there the whole time. Or maybe, like, since the rape, she keeps it there just in case. I don't know. But she gets a gun, she loads the gun, and then she puts on her murder shades. It's the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> Makes no sense. She, like, pulls the hood over her head. There's nobody around though. And it's the no. middle of the night. So I like, I really wanted to see her stumble to her car with her sunglasses on. <laughs> they cut straight to the car. And then now she's driving and it's like, yeah, okay. Well, she realizes to herself, the sunglass, that was a little too dramatic. I was by myself. I'm going to take the shades back on to drive. Yeah, right. The very next scene, we've got her driving without the sunglasses on or the hood up. It's amazing. But but no, she's going to go shoot to death the last person she remembers talking to before she got raped. And what? Right? Yeah. What's her plan right now? Just like drive to the black people area and be like, has anyone seen a black guy named Ryan? He's a rapist. <laughs> Does anyone know rape Ryan? Rape Ryan? <laughs> but then it's like, no, sorry. Never mind. There he is. I found him. She she drives to him. She drives directly to him on the side of the road. Yeah. How the fuck she knows where he is is beyond. She's got GPS coordinates for rape Ryan, I guess. 
I don't know. But she's about to walk up and, and murder this guy on sh- fucking uh, the thinnest thread of evidence. But then this is so goddamn weird. The girl she harassed on the way into the abortion clinic walks by. So she's like, OK, I'm not going to murder that guy. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a it was an interesting twist. I mean, I feel like that that woman gets a free abortion now, just like only fair, right? She like saved one oh, yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. Like the next time that girl's walking Evens past out. the protest, Hannah has to be like, no, no, stop. Let her through. Yeah, no, let she like she stopped an actual murder. No, I was just going to stop guys, a, let her a go. pretend the, one. The math checks out. It's she, she can do this. Let her go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we cut to what's what is supposed to be a romantic dinner between the lady cop and her husband, except it's a buffet, <laughs> right? Like, like he shows up with his own plate of food, and they think it's a fancy restaurant because there's candles. We should order more of the cheesy bread, though. We have to order that with the waiter. The cheese bread's not a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. No, they bring the breadsticks, though. It's fancy. <laughs> um, and then and then she starts talking about how she was adopted again for fuck's sake. Right. The guy's like her husband is like, uh, so are you going to hunt down your biological family to see if one of them has a spare kidney? And she goes, I'm adopted. And he goes, no, that was a prerequisite to my statement. OK, nobody gives a fuck about this storyline. The sexual oh, assault story arc kind of soaks up all the sympathy. What are you doing? Move on. <laughs> well, speaking of which, just then her partner calls because the serial rapist is struck again. <laughs> right. And he, he says it all weird. This is. Her partner, Detective Slate, on the phone, and he's like, mm-hmm. all right, Carla, we got number six. It's a, it's a weird way to, like, you mean six rapes? Don't announce stuff in terms of, like, a rape tally, man. Thanks. Just say, <laughs> yeah, let's come like, down to the scene. And stop stamping them on the side of the car like the goddamn World War One flying don't, that's No, not, we're not doing that. That's it's fucked up. Use an app. So, okay, so she, <laughs> so she shows up at the scene of the crime. And the, the cops go to in to interview the latest victim. Basically, this is how that goes. Do you remember anything? No. Try harder. Right? Uh, yep. And the, she, she's like, I can't remember anything. The cop, the, the, the partner, Slate, gives her his numbers. Like, if you remember anything or if you just want some company, you know, like he's obviously doing it for the police reasons. But the actor is playing this like he's hitting on her or maybe he's actually slipping this actress his real number right (laughs) that wouldn't surprise me yeah anyway but as they're walking away she does remember one thing the rapist wears cologne yeah that's i mean is that a is that a clue like i feel like i don't think that's a clue (laughs) overemphasizes overestimates the significance of this to to a police but I really wanted them at this point. I was like, okay, cool. So actually this could be interesting. Maybe they'll do a smelling lineup. Like (laughs) if at some point, if they do a smelling lineup, I'll be back on board with it. Like I will, I'll enjoy the the moment of the smelling lineup at least. Well, yeah. Cause the, cause the uh, cop lady, she even says, um, do you think you would recognize it if you smelled it again? And I'm just like, you know, at this point, I'm just glad that no one asked if he smelled black, right? Like that, that's really at this point, like, (laughs) The yeah, smell the lineup is just like four white guys and one black guy. She's like, that one's different. That one's different. <laughs> right. God. First draft, definitely they had that. Yeah, no shit. Um, so, yeah, but we don't do an olfactory lineup. And instead, we cut to Hannah coming home. And Jonas is upset because she forgot about the big concert they were supposed to go to, right? And 
And this guy, like, okay, we're supposed to believe that for weeks now she's been moping around and not talking to him and everything. And he is impossibly uninterested in her obvious trauma. Yeah. Right. Like this character's name might as well be not all men anyway. <laughs> so she wakes up the next day and she's sick, almost like she's pregnant. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And he made her breakfast in bed because, again, not all men. Right. It was an ice cream Sunday, though. Respect. That's that's a good. Breakfast. Yeah. Well, right. No. <laughs> yeah. She brings her an ice cream Sunday and he said, I made your favorite breakfast in bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like this woman's taste. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, right. No, that's good. I, I would marry him for that. I want I some guess. savory in with my sweet. Like if you're making like you got to make me both. But that's that's yes, a good start. maybe a little bacon to go with the ice cream. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So now we get her going to the store to get a pregnancy test and she prays a little and the prayer might as well be like, all right, I know I said I wanted a fucking baby, but a, with a black baby, he's going to be all kind of pissed. <laughs> so so then she finds out she's pregnant and the camera does this sp- like they're they're trying to do the like nauseous spinning camera thing except they very clearly just hung the camera on a rope and twisted it a couple of times <laughs> right and it can't go very far so it's going one way and then spinning back oh, the other way slowing down it's coming back that's weird <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so she goes out for a sad dejected walk the soundtrack is pretty sure she's gonna fight some ninjas along the way uh but no she's going to the abortion clinic uh, but all those assholes from the beginning are there protesting because they're the bad guys. Yep. It's an awkward moment. She's like, hey, Hannah, you want to jump in the abortionist murder march that no, we always do together? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Oh, no, I got an idea. What? <laughs> this would be funny. This would be funny. What if I walk <laughs> in there, like, ironically, like, like as a joke? <laughs> Like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm so going to get an abortion. Right, and then when it. I get back there, I'll be like, you're a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> she just turns around, comes back as Groucho Marx and goes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she goes back home um, unaborted and Jonas wants to know what's wrong. He's like, it's been go- this has been going on for several weeks that you've just been I'm like, for several weeks. You haven't had a conversation with her like. To find out why she's obviously suicidally depressed? Jesus. Yeah. Also, for several weeks, for the whole movie, what what is this guy's job? What he's Or hers. He's a or hers, yes. He's a I think a pro life pastor is what we hear at the beginning, right? He's, yeah. he's a pastor of something, but and also a a melter of things. Because that's all <laughs> I've seen him do. He seems to just be melting stuff at a weird little desk every time she walks in. Don't know what that would yep. be. No clue. No clue. Something with a hot glue gun and being a pastor. Yeah. And by the way, to give you an idea how badly this is written, he says, I don't understand. And she says, I don't expect you to understand. And he says, how do you expect me to understand? (laughs) Those three lines, like like the screenwriter saw all three of those next to each other, right? (laughs) Or was it like there was a page break? So we we forgot. What about? He's got no object permanence in his script or something. What if we throw in a different word? Maybe comprehend. Uh, I don't understand. I <laughs> know. Uh, okay. Yeah, got it. How do you expect me to understand comprehend? <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole fucking scene. And then he accuses her of cheating. Well, right, right. And no, she's like, yeah, uh-huh. "No." Well, okay. Technically, no. Technically, no. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> Hate this movie so much. All right. 
So meanwhile, we lady cop is at the station, cop moping, because, you know, bad kidney, can't find the rapist. And then, oh, and I have to point this out, by the way. Lady cop, we see her desk like three times. There is a picture of a nine-year-old boy on her desk. This character does not have a nine-year-old boy. It just didn't occur to somebody that they needed to move that off the desk before they started filming. Um, very similar thing with the uh, jerk-off <laughs> lotion next to uh, Hannah's bed, right? Oh, hopefully unrelated. Cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just bought this frame. I didn't, I just liked the frame. <laughs> I didn't take yeah, that right. kid in it. <laughs> I keep meaning to put something significant in there. Um, all right. So, so she's sitting there cop moping and the other, the black lady cop shows up and she's like, Hey, here's that file. You needed to move this plot along a little bit. Yeah. So she drives off. Apparently she's going to find her, her uh, biological family at this point. Right. Yeah. To get a kidney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she pulls up to this, to the house and she does the impossibly little timid knock. And then she runs away like a pranking nine-year-old, but she's parked 98 yards away from the fucking door. Like obviously someone's going to get to the door before you get back to your car. Right. <laughs> exactly. You got to dive into the bushes and wait for you. Right. And then you laugh exactly. and they clearly hear you, but they, they're embarrassed because <laughs> of the social contract. They don't want to pretend that they got embarrassed. It's a whole thing. Teach you how it works. Also, it probably didn't help the, that she's wearing fucking gigantic heels throughout, right? Like, that didn't speed her up at all. Yeah, I really hope that police are not allowed to wear nine-inch stiletto heels when they're on the job <laughs> like this woman is. Right. But no, she can't quite get back to her car. Her biological mom opens the door and is, coincidentally, the same age, <laughs> right? Like, these two actresses are the same fucking age. Yep. So they go in to have a conversation and it's it's the whole like, um, why did you hate me so much that you gave me up for adoption? She's like, I loved you so much. I didn't abort you. Yep. OK. They were in high school is what we learned, which is exactly mm -hmm. when you should have an abortion. That's should have got an abortion. Absolutely what you should have done. God. Uh, yeah. I, I also love the line where mom, where the mom's like. I couldn't have taken good care of you, but look at you now. You're successful. And I'm like, what gave you the impression that she was successful though? That cheap ass blazer? I don't <laughs> think. But anyway, so, so cop lady's like, well, if you love me so much, how about a kidney? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the, basically the point of this thing is um, adoption is great, right? She got put up yeah. for adoption and she made it. She's a, uh, detective and you know she yeah. wouldn't exist otherwise some other better baby might exist but that's never mentioned <laughs> but but like the the mom is like you know adoption's great it, for white babies and yeah <laughs> and you're white we are white and adoption's yeah. great yeah <laughs> and and then, <laughs> and then detective carla's like all right cool well I'm about to play the guilt card super hard. Uh, yeah, it's a person I just met three minutes ago. How much ice do you have in your house right now? <laughs> just just how curious. How we get the tub? Does this smell like chloroform to you? Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so meanwhile, Jen is watching Public Domain on television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's so weird. She's watching. So this, I, I actually kind of like. It. This is, she's watching 
Don't worry about that mule. The music video by, by Louis Jordan. It's like old timey jazz, yeah. apparently. Which great? I mean, yeah, sure, sh- but right. Jen is a really big Louis Jordan fan. Like weird, weird choice. Like somebody read, you know, uh, Sid Field's book, and this was Jen's entire backstory that they could think of. She was a big jazz yeah. history buff. We'll do the thing with yeah. the, the the Louis Jordan at the beginning. <laughs> Made no sense. Ugh. All right. So but so Hannah shows up uh, to tell Jen that she's pregnant and she gets all crying. But Jen will be damned if Hannah's going to be the worst actor in this scene. So, <laughs> you, right. Like at first, she's like, OK, hold on. Let me go get a coat hanger. And she's like, no, no, no. I decided <laughs> not to do that part. But then she has to give the whole no, you can't get an abortion because I got an abortion one time and it made me super sad because I killed my own baby. <laughs> Yeah, this is is an awkward conversation. You walk in, just like, hey, so remember that great party? Uh, Thanks for the invite, BT Dubs. I'm growing a rape spawn inside my body. No big deal. (laughs) Right. And and like, this is not a good pitch for pro-life. It's so good. Like Jen's explaining then like, oh, I had an abortion. It was bad. No, that was great that you and your jailed boyfriend didn't have a child. That's awesome. Right. That's amazing. Yes. This this movie is making me extra, extra, super duper pro-choice, like past, <laughs> pro, like, yes. like mandatory. Like, like I want to be a sign spinner in front of Planned Parenthood and just like <laughs> get people in, being all merry. Like, woo, look at the tricks. Who wants an abortion? Who has shitty baby inside of them? Buy, buy four and get fifth one free. Yeah, Was right. Was your right, boyfriend right. dumb? Perfect. Come on in. <laughs> All right, well, fuck this movie. I'm taking a break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Did Eli buy a house just to avoid watching this movie? Shouldn't he have to watch it anyway just as punishment for making us watch it? What the fuck? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the adjective-defying conclusion of Where is Good? Unfortunately, Eli was unable to join us today, but... I'm sure if he was here, he'd be the first to tell you that he's bald and impotent. That's right, Noah. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. But Eli is way ahead of the curve on that. And by the time you start noticing hair loss, in Eli's case, the mid-teens, it's too late. But is it too late for you? Because the last thing you want to look like is Eli Bosnick. So do you want a bald spot to pop up? Or do you want to do something about it? And by something, we don't mean onion-based homeopathic nonsense. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. And with 4 they're affordable too. Even if your credit card gets constantly and humiliatingly declined when you go out to eat with Heath and Noah. That's right. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. With Hims, you can get well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions that help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements. We're talking about prescription solutions backed by science. And with 4 Hims, you can skip the waiting room and the awkward in-person doctor visits. Just answer a few quick questions, a doctor will review it, and can prescribe products that will be shipped directly to your door. It's so easy... You can do it even if you can't shit on a plate without screwing it up. So order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Just go to 4hymns.com slash gam. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gam. 4hymns.com slash gam. 
so you won't look like Eli. Abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. Excuse me, ma'am. Fuck off. Uh, Language. (sighs) Sexual intercourse off. Are are you going in there to murder your baby? No, I'm going in there for an abortion. Uh, No, that's the same thing, though. Nope. Oh, but did you know that a fetus has a detectable heartbeat at six weeks? Um, yes, I did. Did you know that cockroaches have heartbeats? I don't see how that's relevant. Of course you don't. Now, please fuck off. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Did you know that abortions are very dangerous? No, they aren't. It, yes, they are. No, they aren't. Pregnancy, on the other okay, hand. Okay, no, no, stop, 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 stop. Okay, but are you aware that many women get really depressed after they have abortions? That's not true. Uh, I have a pamphlet right here that would disagree with you, ma'am. And who wrote that pamphlet? Uh, n- not me. Have you ever heard of postpartum depression? I'm not sure how that's relevant at all. Well, if you were actually concerned about a woman's physical or mental health, you'd be suggesting abortion to random pregnant women. Um... What's more, if there really was such a thing as post-abortion depression, the most effective way to exacerbate it would be to stand outside of an abortion clinic and call women murderers. Right. Um, but uh, uh, but do you know what the, what the Bible says about abortion, though? Absolutely nothing. Oh. Are you, are you sure? Yep. Read it from cover to cover. But let's face it, if you were worried about taking the Bible literally... You'd be standing outside of a courthouse protesting judges who've sentenced rapists to anything more than a 50 shekel fine, which is about $14 U.S. Well, well, um... See, but- all the arguments you actually use aren't just nonsense, but they actually support the pro-choice side of this debate if you think them all the way through. Okay, but uh, uh, but abortion is still murder, though. No, it isn't. Oh, oh yeah? Well, then what is murder, then? Murder goes like this. Right. No, you're right. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, she was wandering aimlessly as though she was surprised there hadn't been a plot point yet. And uh, we're going to join her getting home. This is so fucking weird. Okay, we didn't mention this earlier. When she took the pregnancy test, she very carefully wrapped it in a plastic bag and then stuffed that plastic bag down into the trash can in the bathroom. Right. Right. And now she comes home and her husband has found it. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird moment. Just like, hey, honey. So I was just, you know, like normal sifting through our garbage bags for urine smells. And I found this, <laughs> uh, this stick inside of a bag. It smelled like your urine, uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest. That's- I love they must not know that you have to piss on those things, right? Because he's like lovingly stroking this thing. He hugs her, <laughs> he wipes it all. He basically like he uses it to spear an olive. It's, it's so fucked up. <laughs> I wanted to see the actual pregnancy test too. Like, because this is, you know, a Christian pro-choice movie. I wanted it to be like pro-choice brand pregnancy test. It just says like, don't even fucking think about it. Or like, <laughs> You're pregnant yeah. and it stays. <laughs> yeah, so he's, but he's all excited, right? He's like, oh, honey, you're pregnant. It's great. And she's like, yeah, but every time I imagined being pregnant, it wasn't because I was raped at the end of act one. And so this is the point where she has to tell him, right? Because she hasn't told him yet about the rape. And 
Look, I mean, if you've been raped and you have to tell somebody, but I like I, I'm not going to be judgy on the way you do it, but maybe don't open it up as though you cheated on him and then just leave it there for a super long pause. Yeah, that's that's not good. Good way to yeah, do like, it. I mean, it's insensitive, but the way she's telling the story, I couldn't really blame him if at the end of it, he went, oh, good. You got raped. OK. All right. Whew. Right. Oh. God, and also, you know, while we're on the subject of, you know, things you should do if rape is some tragic thing that happened, you know, uh, stop believing in God because that's crazy. (laughs) Like, that's literally they're like, oh, this is everything we've been praying for. Like, apparently God's an evil genie then. And he includes (laughs) rape based (laughs) solutions. If you don't specify, I'd like a child. No using rape to get me there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, some monkey paw shit um and so but also okay so he gets upset less so than i would like by a bad call against or even a questionable call against the jaguars right but he's pissed <laughs> and and he's and he's basically he's like i damn damn it i told you not to get raped you stupid idiot some guy at a party what race what race hannah <laughs> what race? name and ethnicity right now it better be white <laughs> Yeah, and, like, he could not possibly be more of an evil bastard for here, right? Now, eventually, the movie will recognize he's the bad guy, but they don't let you know that yet, right? Because he's going, like, damn it, I told you not to go out with Jen. Every time you go out with Jen, somebody gets raped. It was bound to be you eventually, right? Like, that's his basically his attitude. Yeah, and he's still, like, good pastor character, according to the movie, kind of. Yep. Just, like, I knew... We should have typed our prayers ahead and checked with a lawyer just to see <laughs> whether we were wording it well because he's genie. This is your fault. Yeah, God. but yeah, so he he angrily throws the piss stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm writing in my notes, okay, I hate him as much as the rapist character now. <sighs> so okay. Now it's time to cut back over to Jen, because she's still part of this movie. Um, and she's getting ready for a hot date, but damn it if Chris doesn't show up to stalk her some more. <laughs> yeah, he brings a box of like her stuff, you know, like favorite T-shirts and remote controls to VCRs and Fletch like that you would have that <laughs> bring back to the ex. And uh, and he sees her. And she's all dressed up very clearly for a date in like a dress and makeup and the whole thing. And he's like, oh, what are you what are you dressed up for? And she's like, oh, no. Netflix by myself with no black guys. That's what I'm doing. I am not going to have a black guy over. Yeah. So, yeah. So he brings her this box of stuff and she's like, hey, while you're here, can you help me lift heavy things? Because I'm a lady. Now, there's this great moment because he wants she wants him to put this heavy box on the top shelf of her closet which is fucking stupid because how are you going to get it down without breaking your neck later but he he steps into the closet to put it up there and it, it plays like she's about to like close the fucking closet door lock it and run away i really expected <laughs> that, that to happen the best. <laughs> no they don't do that no no but uh-uh. also the box it doesn't it doesn't even come close to fitting on the shelf it's gonna fall everywhere yo yeah uh uh-huh. it's it's yeah. the dumbest idea to put it there i wanted it to devolve into a giant argument about just like basic physics you know <laughs> just like no like i'll put the box somewhere else for you but just look at the box and Two look at the shelf of it are hanging off the fucking shelf this doesn't make any sense yeah and and then there's this weird moment where she goes you smell really good. Are you wearing cologne, cologne, cologne? And 
Like the movie's trying to convince us that maybe he's the rapist because, you know, Cologne. But like Jen was literally on the phone with him at work when she was roofied. Right? Yeah. And the movie doesn't expect us to know that. By Brie, the hostess <laughs> of the party, that we know this because we saw her do it. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. We saw her bring the drink anyway. Yeah, but the movie has forgotten about that entirely. Okay, so and then just as they're about to get some hanky-panky going, because he's been stalking her well, right? He's he's doing the good stalking. <laughs> um, but just then her date shows up and we get that awkward him leaving while the date's coming in moment. <laughs> Big stare down. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jen's the worst, though. Like, I, at this point, I'm honestly rooting for, like, the two guys to just leave together. And be like, <laughs> Dude, she sucks. Yeah, she oh, sucks. Oh, you got a douchey beard and I got a douchey yeah. beard. Y'all, you want to you wanna yeah. do some games? You into stuff? Smash Brothers? I am into <laughs> Smash Brothers. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So, and then we have a completely useless scene where Chris goes to see his gangsta buddy. Now, I figured that, like, this was going to be the moment where he gets back on the cocaine or something, but it's not. Nothing will ever happen of that scene. We just oh. intersperse that with. <laughs> this is absolutely them forgetting that they cut a scene that this related to. They just have it's 10 seconds of him being like, hey, can I come into your house? Yes. Door closed. Scene over. That's, That's it, it. For no reason. Yeah. No, we cut immediately from that to Jonas driving around wondering how he'll ever get over his wife getting raped. And, and her sitting in a completely dark room because they're like, lighting? Who needs lighting? This is night. It's night. And and the music, by the way, seems to think that he's going to drive around until he reforges the shards of Narsil, right? Again, <laughs> the music has no idea what's going on in the movie. But eventually, though, he comes back and he forgives her for getting raped. See, he's a good guy after all. What the fuck was that? He comes back. And he's all smiley and she's all smiley. And they're just like, hey, hey, what's up? Why are we smiling? Both of us are smiling. <laughs> Do you remember what happened in the movie? Is it? Is this the are we in a different movie now? No, no. Shooting out of order. Uh, I don't understand why we're smiling. But he does talk her into calling the police, which, yeah, that, that's a good idea. So, yeah, that's that's actually Correct. I think it might be the first correct thing that's happened in the movie. Like, yeah. yeah, the next thing we should do is probably call the police. It was like physically jarring that the movie got something correct. Are you right? There, there's a big pause, too. He's like, OK, we got to do the right thing. Two, three, four. And I'm expecting him to be like, call Hillary Clinton or something insane. <laughs> but like, he just says, like, we should call the police. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah you should. OK. Right. So we we cut to her getting interviewed by by lady cop. Right. Um, and she's like, uh, well, the guy I was talking to right before I passed out and got raped was named Ryan and he was black. So, <laughs> you know, and the, the fucking the cop says, was he wearing any type of cologne? Do you think you could sniff it out in an old factory lineup? We were going to have one of those earlier and we forgot. <laughs> and also, this is a bizarre moment, too, right? Because she's like, um, have you washed the clothes you were wearing? since then and she's like no like and, and she's like great because we might be able to get some evidence off of that and i'm like well you know if you want dna evidence she's pregnant with his child it's a pretty pretty easy one it's a pretty yeah. easy one so i feel like i feel like there might be some dna in there fetuses are made of dna basically just, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a scientist but and then <laughs> i wanted and i wanted at the end of the scene for detective car to be like 
yeah, so great job coming coming forward was the right thing. One last thing. Uh, Kidney-wise, how are you guys? Uh, raise your hand if you have two kidney. If you have one more kidney than you're using all the time, raise your hand. My hand is down. Is any your hands should be up? So yeah, so so they they send out the dress for testing and they bring in Ryan for questioning. Now apparently this movie has no idea how getting arrested works because this is a black guy. They just shoot him. I think when they walked in because he's a barber. They get him mid haircut. Yeah, and this is a fun little moment. The guy getting the haircut is like, I mean, understandably pissed. He's like, dude, I waited for Ryan. Hector can't do the uptown fade ride. He always fucks it. Oh, Ryan's gone. Come on. Did you just wait? Can you not until he's done? It's like 10 more minutes. Yeah, and this is also where we learn for the first time and not the last time that Ryan has a fucking eidetic memory, right? Because this is supposed to be like seven, eight weeks ago. She slides over the headshots and she's like, do you know this girl? And like, honestly, I'm watching the movie. I would not have recognized this girl based on the picture they give her. Or they give Ryan, rather, right? No. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I got her a drink at a party. And I'm like, no, you didn't. No, absolutely not. Exactly. So the, the exact words were, so you got her a drink? And he's like, I got her a drink. What the fuck did that mean? <laughs> what, what, how did? How does the emphasis on different words in that sentence change? I got her. A, yeah. What? But no, you didn't. You stupid no. fuck. No. Bree, the hostess got the drinks. You need to say this. Right. Were you guys watching this movie? God. Anyway. And then, and then we get one of my favorite moments. He goes, all right, well, am I under arrest? And Detective Carla does the like classic, you know, law and order, police, everything thing. She does the giant pause. And then you watch her like picture Mariska Hargitay in her head. And then the ridiculous <laughs> triple take lean over thing. Not yet. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah. So he doesn't know anything. And just then the um, the I guess the lab gets in touch with him and says, hey, you know, we found traces of cologne on that dress and we brought you a photograph of the bottle that cologne <laughs> comes in in black and white. Like the clone had a mug shot that was on <laughs> file or something. <laughs> yeah. Any cologne isn't a whatever. They, okay, so now you see the cologne. What? It's so stupid. Yeah, they, he goes like, "Do you recognize this cologne?" <laughs> yeah, like the emphasis they put on the smell. The smell of cologne in this movie is really weird. Like they got really excited when they thought of that in the writing room, but uh, I don't know. But I, I, I loved. I loved the, the the cop acting in this thing. The like, oh. first of all, the two cop actors clearly got in a fight over who gets to be bad cop and they couldn't decide. So they're doing <laughs> bad cop, bad cop, yeah. like angrily at each other. Like uh, I thought one, you should have just stepped out. You should have acquiesced and been good cop, whatever. This is <laughs> We're both bad cop. You could see him being mad about that. Right. But then they're also doing like all the other like dumb cop acting tropes. Like they're breathing out way too loud. There's just a whole bunch of like hit Brian saying something and then being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then tons of the table leaning thing also. Yeah. The like cuz that's that's like acting school for the bad for being the the cop just like day 1 over exaggerated exhaling, day 2 
two-handed table lean yes. day three diploma and they're just going hard <laughs> just leaned over the table <laughs> you're blown right in my face that's weird <laughs> i also love that okay so they bring him the picture of the cologne and he's like i didn't do it but i know who did because i recognize that cologne like you and I lived together for a fucking decade. I have no goddamn idea what cologne you use. What the right. fuck kind of relationship does he have with this guy? I use Old Spice High Endurance deodorant. Pretty sure oh, well, is the move for me most of the time. But he knows who it was. It turns out it was Bree's husband that was the rapist. Right. Right. Yeah. Ryan knew based on looking at the cologne. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And then they go arrest that guy. And uh, so they go to the they go to the bar where they know that guy is apparently um, Bree's mm -hmm. husband. And they <laughs> I enjoyed this part, too. They made this guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, I don't know if he even gets Dan. Name. I think maybe it was Dan. Sure. Whatever. Bree's husband. They they made him buy Detective Carla a drink like she went in there undercover and like tricked him into buying her a drink before they arrest him. Yeah. And I wanted uh -huh. to watch that whole thing unfold like. At first, he doesn't want to buy her a drink, and she's trying to, like, seduce him, and it's not working. <laughs> yeah, like the Seinfeld bit. Naked, naked, naked. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, so they, they arrest him, and they go back to see Hannah, right, to tell him that, uh, that you know, her, her testimony helped them catch the rapist. And this was the, like, it wasn't the first time I noticed this, but, like, every angle that they shoot this room from, you can see at least two crosses hanging on the wall. There have to be 39 crosses. Either that or they move the crosses around based on where they're shooting from, right? <laughs> anyway, there are crosses every fucking where. And she's like, we have some good news. We found your your rapist. It's the other chick's husband whose birthday was. Remember him? He had handcuffs at the beginning. We just kind of, I, I, I can't blame you for not remember. He was very minor character. He was black. Oh, right, right, right. right. Like, Jonas comes really close to being like, I knew he was black. I fucking knew. <laughs> well, like, there was Jonas also a moment where she goes, wait, it wasn't Ryan? Because I literally almost shot him to death in a parking lot in act two. Good thing for that abortionist black woman who blocked me. She yeah. is a godsend. Yeah, yeah, right. And and I love, too, that Lady Cop goes, no, as it happens, Ryan was a perfect gentleman. He took you to your hotel room and could have raped you, but didn't. And they overemphasize that, like the writer's trying to say, I know that not all black men are rapists. I do know that there are some non-rapist black men. Yeah, great way to do that without saying it. Have the rapist be a white actor. That would have been better. So many. <sighs> all right, so the cops leave. Jonas turns to her and he says, well, half the battle is over. And I feel like referring to her rape as a battle is probably the wrong analogy. But the other half of the battle, apparently, is that this rabidly pro-life jackass who goes to abortion clinics to protest and goes on TV to say that even in cases of rape, abortion is evil, wants her to get an abortion. Right? Yes, exactly. And it was like, uh, you know, how am I supposed to get closure if I have the child of, of the rapist inside me and Jonas is like, exactly. And she's like, exactly. And he's like, exactly. What? Who? <laughs> so, which side are we on? And well, he even says, and I quote, how do you expect me to let you carry that baby? Right. Because she pushes back on it. She's like, no, I want to have this baby because it could be your baby. And he's like, how do you expect me to let you 
carry that baby. What are you going to toss her down some fucking stairs, dude? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, we don't know whose baby it is. Okay, what if we wait and see what color? No, no. Nope, okay, you're already was- saying no. You're already <laughs> saying no. Never mind. <laughs> Let's let's all right. Let's do some math. Okay, fifty fifty. It's dad is a rapist, right? Fifty fifty. It's it's me. So so we get the abortion and fifty fifty. We kill half a, a, a rapist, right? That's, <laughs> that's a quarter rapist dead. Just the, the math. Read a book. So yeah, at this point in the in the movie, I'm writing in my notes like if this movie does not end with this guy being torn to pieces by a giant coat hanger, I'm not going to be satisfied by the end of this movie. <laughs> It's not going to be. By the way, when we make god awful movies, the movie, the evil abortion doctor is totally going to get stabbed in the heart with a coat hanger. That's 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 locked the fuck in. I also loved at one point she's like, "Well, what about all this hypocritical bullshit about your religion?" He's like, "This is different. You know, it's different. He's black." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. Should have mentioned that at the beginning. Remember, I said all scenarios like you can you, you need to ask about race. You can't just jump that on me later. You know, you know, you know why that's not fair. So all right, so now we we cut to the next morning, and she's praying. You know, <laughs> yep. please God help me do the right thing. And he's and he's like walking in there just like basically just jingling a coat hanger, going, "Hey, what day is it?" What it's, day is it? It's so silly. He's like, it's abortion day. Who's excited? <laughs> Can we open presents now? And then we'll go to the abortion? Or do you want to go to the abortion and then open presents? I never know. It's just better to do. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I made you I made you your favorite abortion day breakfast. It's, <laughs> it's eggs over easy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> not laughing yet? We're not la- Eggs over easy. Oh, okay. Abortion day, though. All right. <laughs> And finally, when she's not like as excited as him, he goes, look, I know this abortion is going to be hard, mostly because of people like me. We're not really going to spend much time dealing with that, but it's going to be hard. (laughs) And then she goes like, look, he's like, I'll go there and I'll help you. I'll, you know, I'll push you down into the coat hanger. And she goes, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it alone. Like abortions are like facing the main bad guy. You understand? Jesus. And honestly, like at this point, like I wanted the movie to like, I wanted her to have to like fight her way through all the protesters, like a ninja or something. That would have made this the greatest movie ever, right? I would have forgiven the last nine and a half hours of this movie <laughs> if there had just been a great big fight scene where she had to like keep moving up to different levels of the abortion clinic a la Bruce Lee or something. Anyway. All right. So she goes to the abortion clinic, but quick before we can have interesting, like before we can follow up on that fucking story, we have to check in with lady cop because she has to see about that kidney she has on back order so that we can have the most bizarre and laziest thread closing in the history of film. (laughs) Right. That's right. (laughs) So dumb. She goes into the, the doctor says, well, hey, I, I have good news and bad news. And I'm like, oh, you know, I love it when my doctor is coy about my diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm thinking of a disease. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The doctor's like, all right, so good news, bad news. So uh, <laughs> good news. Biological mom is a match and she does want to give you a kidney. She's going to donate. Um but actually, she will not be doing that. Zing. Bad news. I got it wrong. You're fine. <laughs> the Who? bad news is that she's fine. How is that bad news? But regardless, 
Who fucking says it like that? Like, doctors need to plan out the order of their talking. They need to, like, really, that's important. I think they should write everything down ahead. And how does that, how does that even make sense? Like, how do you make that mistake? That's like, yeah, so I I read the chart upside down. And uh, so, yeah, M stands for dying without a kidney transplant. But W, this is funny, (laughs) W stands for totally healthy kidneys. This happens all the time. I don't know. We should should underline on it or something. It's a weird system we have. It's a weird. You're fine, though. Yeah. It's really good news and good news. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The bad news, though. Is that you don't have renal failure? I'm sorry. You're an insane I know you're doctor. Is the bad news? I'm fucking crazy. But <laughs> <sighs> and okay, now we cut to Jen. We check in on Jen. Now apparently she's just worked out, but we don't know that. So it really looks like she's just in a post masturbation stupor, right? Sure, I like that better. I just said sweaty. I thought she was jogging. Yours is better. Yeah, mine's better. So, okay, now she's going to go through the box. Well, I'll see if I just started off, like, if I just cut it off there, it's even better. But, no, she's going to go through that box of stuff that Chris brought her in the last scene she was in. And this is where she finds the goddamn poem. The poem. <laughs> Chris has written her a poem. No, I'm sorry. Chris no, has no. cheated off of an eight-year-old's homework to create a poem, right? Exactly. It's so bad. Uh, the, okay, I wrote down the opening. I'm not going to give you the whole poem because you, I, I love you too much for that audience. But this is the opening line. The day we met was when I knew my heart was yours through and through. True, Lou, Lou, Lou. And it gets dumb. worse from there. It's so bad. Right, like yeah, at the but- end, he has to say stuff like, this love for you, I'll forever show. Because he can't think of another <laughs> rhyme to get for though. God. It might as well have like on the back, row. I thought of one row. <laughs> it's, it, well, row rhymes with whatever it was. They, they actually, they show you like you can see the poem at a certain point and they literally have shit X'd out and some of the writ- words are written upwards to make them fit on the page. He, he had to use carrots, white out, cross out for, again, a poem he was copying. He didn't write this poem. He was literally transcribing by hand. Oh, oh it was so fucking bad. I, uh, yeah, yeah. No, like it, 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 literally the worst poetry I've ever encountered in my fucking life. Uh, it was Vogon. It was Vogon in nature. <laughs> Anyway, but 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 it works, right? She's she's just floored by the fact that he figured out how to rhyme through and to in the same poem. So she goes she goes to see him at work, right? She goes to be like, "All right, you stalk me just enough. Go stalking." <laughs> yep, and she runs up to him for the big kiss. Nope. No, nope. <laughs> Christian movie, Christian hug. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't a fucking side hug or one of those like, you know, 13 year old in a play genitals pushed way out behind you hugs or something. Anyway, nose rub time. Yeah. <laughs> Eskimo kisses. All right. So now we, we go back home and Jonas, she, uh, Hannah gets home. Right. And Jonas is like, you don't look very aborted. Right. How'd the abortion go? Good? Was it fun? Abortion day, right? No? Uh, no? Oh. You look not happy. Oh, yeah. She just couldn't do it. So he storms off. And I, and I want to say, okay, like, and we both actually have some derivation of this in our notes, but 
for the record, I'm as offended by the dude trying to browbeat this woman into an abortion as I am about the protesters outside the clinic. Like, we mean it when we say pro-choice. This guy is an asshole from both directions. Yeah. Uh, dear movie, pro-choice includes this scenario. Yes. She gets to choose. How complicated yes. is that? None. It's none complicated. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and he, and she's and she's like trying to talk. She's like, "Look, hun, God will help us through this stuff." And he's like, "God's bullshit. I just use that to make money. You know that. God damn it!" And then uh, once again, he blames her. He's like, "You put yourself in this situation." And I wrote in my notes at this point, I feel like punching the actor, not even just the character. Oh. My notes here are like, oh, we're going to yell at the rape victim some more. I am skipping the rest of the scene. And I genuinely, I, I had to skip the rest of the scene. Oh, you're lucky you fucking did. Yeah, because she says, she you know, he storms out. She follows him into the other room and she's like, you're right. I should have listened to you. I'm a bad person for getting raped. That's a line that a man wrote in this script. Right. His biggest issue with the rape, apparently, is that it will embarrass him in the future. And then, I shit you not, he punches her in the fucking face. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, you 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 yo, you literally skipped this scene? I literally no, skipped the scene. He he punches her in the fucking face and lays her out in what this the scene. Fuck. I, I I almost fell out of my fucking chair. I'm like, okay, at least the movie knows he's the bad guy now, right? I mean, I don't know for certain, though. I don't know, because she got right back up. So biblically, he's in the clear, right? She woke up within 24 hours of this. I don't even fucking know if they know this is the bad guy. But yeah. Jesus, goddamn Christ. Is, I that wanna, how, the, is that how it worked? Yeah, because, I mean, so she's got a half black fetus inside of her, and he knocked it out. So, yeah, 24 as hours. As long as they, yeah, right. Well, 48, 48, 48 full, hours, because it's only slave. half black, yeah. No, I, you know, look, honestly, at this point in the movie, I was like, the only good way this is going to end is if the very last scene is him getting locked up for spousal abuse with the serial rapist. Yeah. Right. OK. That would have been the happy ending of this fucking movie. But yeah. So then <sighs> she, she goes to see Jen. Oh, God, there's like 15 minutes left in this fucking movie. I'll make it. I'm going to make it. So she goes to see Jen and Jen takes her to church so that we can get an extended musical number because otherwise this movie wouldn't be long enough. Yeah, and at the church, you could see those exact same extras from that party. They didn't have enough money to make the rapey party extras different from the church extras right, in this movie. Right, no, and then this is the same goddamn extras we get at the birthday party later for the rape baby, yeah. Yeah, so, but apparently this is the point where they've got to sneak in the Jesus-y stuff, right? This is where they sneak in the Romans 828 reference. Oh, yeah. They were clearly like, oh, shit. Ah, it's like 10 minutes left in the movie. Well, so just have the pastor recite Romans 828 or something like that. I don't know. And yeah. so he kind of does. He like paraphrases Romans 828, basically like all the bad stuff's actually good. So don't get... Uh, don't stop being Christian, even if it's like if anyone brings up the argument from rape based grand planning, don't. That's wrong. These are not <laughs> the droids. Your doesn't count. It. You that's remember actually he an argument on our side. Jesus into existence, if you recall. Mysterious ways, right? Yeah. Rape based grand planning. What's more mysterious than rape plans being good? That's fucking mysterious. <laughs> QED. Jesus. Ah. Oh. All right, so then we get a montage, right? We get 
Uh, she's getting more and more pregnant. Lady Cop is friends with her biological mom. Now, Jen and Chris get married and they say grace and stuff. This goes on for God. Oh, and Lady Cop can shoot straight again. Huh? Right. Because because of, because of nothing being wrong. The oh, whole time. Right. Right. Idiots. <laughs> I lo- I did enjoy the little moment where Detective Carla goes to see biological mom and it's just like, all right, funny story. You could have the kidney back. She would jump the gun on. We should always check first before we, I feel like we should not take the kidney out right away when we do this procedure, but we're going to put it back in, I guess. Sorry. And okay. So we're almost done. We're almost done guys. And then we get Hannah going into the police department and on her way in Bree, the, the rapist wife is walking out. I'm like, wow, that's awkward. Yeah. That's awkward. I, how is that? Like, am I crazy? How did nobody acknowledge this? Like we saw. Uh, well, yeah. they say that like he put the, the roofies in the drink between Brie pouring it and bringing it to her. He like got he had like a like an inside man at the champagne company. And like I, pre- <laughs> what? I pre roofied all the champagne. I didn't figure any of the guys. The whole factory. I figured we'd get one of them. And then. <laughs> I mean, a lot of broken eggs around the area of that factory, but it's a whole plan and I nailed it. Like, what? it's insane. And also an awkward moment to walk past the wife of the guy that you now know was your rapist. Like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, oh, right. You're the you're the girl that I invited to that, that party. Sorry, I didn't explain to you how the rape party works. It's like a thing we do. I, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but apparently this scene is only here so that a lady cop can come up to Hannah and offer up some words of wisdom that are, you know, the kind of wisdom you'd expect out of the writer, given what we know so far about David Manning as a screenwriter. (laughs) Yeah, it's a terrible speech. Like, I know how you feel. Uh, I'm adopted. It's it's a lot like a a rape victim and domestic abuse victim (laughs) adoption is the same. Feel you. Feel you. And and then she goes to the grocery store because this fucking movie still isn't over. Right? Like, this is the part where she runs into Ryan, the guy who she thought was the rapist. And she's like, this is so funny. I I came so close to murdering you once. This You're going to laugh. You're hey, going to laugh. Ryan, you, did you remember me? I'm... Oh, it's funny. This is funny. Sorry. I'm, you didn't rape me at, at that time at the party? You, you didn't <laughs> rape me. Uh, yeah, and he's me. like, I do remember not raping you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Come to this dairy aisle office. Oh, stupid. Uh, she literally says that. She literally says, do you shop here often? <laughs> yep. God, for fuck's sake. So, And then she's like, oh, hey, I'm super sorry of accusing you of rape. And he's like, no, nah, it happens all the time. I'm black. So That's cool. So, well, last thing, a girl or a boy? And she's like, I'm going to let that be a surprise. He's like, Cool, cool. What about just racially? Did you get the info on <laughs> racially? Yeah. And anyway, so then the movie's not over some more. Uh, we get her sitting on a bench getting divorce papers from her husband, and she seems upset by this. I don't well, she's see. She's uh, bad Christian after all, turns out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> getting divorced. Equally against the rules. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Actually, the rape thing is only, it's 50 bucks, right? So, uh, or 50 shackles. It's it's not even 50 bucks. Depends on the settlement. Might be less against the rules. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
So, okay, and then we cut to five years later, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised that the movie realized we didn't have, it didn't have to make the movie five years longer to get there, right? <laughs> At this point, I'm surprised, but, but this is just here so that we can say, oh, look how cute her unaborted kid is. Look at that kid she didn't murder. <laughs> exactly. And they're playing in a bouncy castle, which is awesome. I fucking oh. love that bouncy castle. They, I'm never allowed to play. It's bullshit. Right? That's you awesome. and, like the next time when I come to Cincinnati, we're renting a goddamn bouncy castle. Just and not you letting me the kids in. You have to be right. above the clown's hand. Fucking Fuck yeah. you, little kids. <laughs> Short people. Yeah. Absolutely. Really random conversation with just some character that has not been introduced to us where she's talking about like, well, you know, getting raped wasn't that bad. Look how cute my kid is. Right. Like, I, yep. I should get raped more often, basically. At least. Yeah. Oh, God. And OK, so now they, they go to a they're having like the fifth birthday party for the for her daughter and Jen's pregnant, too. And the goddamn movie still isn't over. Yeah, just another one of those moments to be like, okay, well, my daughter's the best. I think this is a clearly a happy thing. It's weird to say it, but, you know, I'd get raped again. Like, this was great. This is great. You have to admit, like, all <laughs> you out, bat them up. Worked out well. And then, like, one, two, three, happy birthday. I never got aborted. Woo! <laughs> so, honestly, like, I, they, they, like, clearly they couldn't think of a way for this movie to end, so it just never ends, right? Like, like it's probably still going on another fucking window somewhere. <laughs> anyway, but, but now I will say that there was a, a positive message at the end of the movie, right? Like, I, I wasn't expecting one, but it was there. <laughs> the ducks? Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, they, they they go to a pond, you know, just uh, Hannah and her daughter and they're feeding ducks. And there's like a really big sign on the side of this like little dispenser for duck food. That's like bread kills ducks. Don't feed bread to ducks like a real strong message to close it out. <laughs> I mean, I wish movies wouldn't get all preachy like that, but... <laughs> There it was. Apparently bread <laughs> kills ducks. Yeah, they wanted to make sure there was something we could all agree on at the end of the movie. So, yeah, don't feed bread to ducks, people. All right. So it's over, finally. Or maybe it's not. Like I said, maybe it's still going on some other windows. But I'm done with it anyway. <laughs> so to close things out, Eli missed out on this movie. And it it was as bad as anything we've ever done, but longer. Right? So It was gross. It was gross throughout. In your opinion... What should Eli have to do as penance uh, that would be as bad as watching this movie? Oh, okay. Uh, I think he has to review it himself. I think he has to do the whole. He has to do, he has to do impressions of the two of us along with uh, and he's Melania. <laughs> and he has to do the whole show as Melania doing impressions Patreon. of us. Oh, also. there you go. There you go. Patreon goal. All right. I honestly I started to write it down and then I really because I wrote down. Moved to an asbestos-filled house in New Jersey, and then and it occurred to me that he actually, he actually already did that. So, all right. And, well, that's going to do it for our review of Where is Good. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to tighten our arteries again next week. So, Heath, tell us, what's on deck? Faith Like Potatoes is the title of the movie that we're doing, apparently. Because we had to come up with a dumber title than Where is Good? But yeah, uh, this one uh, has a period at the end. So it's faith like potatoes, the statement, not like faith like <laughs> potatoes. 
is I'd favorite? love to see Dan Quayle try to spell that one, right? <laughs> but apparently it's going to be a wildly racist movie against my people. Okay, all right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 161 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation Data, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of B. Andrew Torres, Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slatnick of Evil Words Rafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer Morgan Clark and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Neil I. Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard and earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. That rapist got to keep his DNA going in the gene pool. Lady Cop died from renal failure and really shitty doctors. <laughs> And if the rapist wasn't black, I'd have a stronger statement about good eugenics to make right now. But I do not. <laughs> yeah. So, Morgan, uh, the bad news is that there's no Eli today, but uh, just to just to be on the safe side, I'll breathe through my teeth the entire time. So uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be all good. Maybe we can get that mom from last time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.